Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters and just as much butt rock as you could possibly handle. More than <laughs> you've ever imagined in a 22-minute span. Here we go. Let's do this. Zach, I'm going to step all over your normal order of introducing all the regulars and then the guests Okay. by saying this week it's a bunch of grown adults and also Lucas is here. <laughs> Oh, okay, just, great. just getting right into it, huh? All right. <laughs> Good, cool. So, hi. Uh, I'm Zach. Jokes are extra funny when they refer to things that happened before we started recording. You, you know, mm. people love that behind the sheet scene uh, shit. No, That's how I th- it is. No, I think the fact that I'm a child is a, is a wide enough spanning joke. <laughs> oh, we've that established that on this show before. Yeah, Let's I, I don't clear. think that was a reference to our preferred. No. Uh, so, our, our, yeah, prior. So, I'm Zach. Right. Joining me this week, we have our buddy Lucas back. Hey, uh, see, Lexi threw me off my rhythm. I had a whole thing I was going to say like I always do, and now I'm off my rhythm. Uh, frick, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. There's snow business like snow business. Oh, my there God, go. Lucas. Oh, dork. my God, you dork. I mean, it sounded better in my head. I was more confident about it at first, and then Lexi <laughs> just came in and threw, it mm. off, threw me off my rhythm. That's what I'm here for. No, that's fine. <laughs> so we've also got Lexi. Hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, we've got Emily. Hello. And we've got Mike. Hi. Hooray. Power got, Rangers. Spend all week working on an Ethel Merman impression, and then you just come in and get it ruined in the first five seconds. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fairness, that's a skill that'll take you through the rest of your life. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think there's always call to impersonate an old, like, show tunes dame, I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm so, yes. I, I don't know what like I feel like I, I thought it was an appropriate word that era that's what they use. I'm, right? I'm, glad, like, I'm glad the two guys thought it was an appropriate word. <laughs> no, it says it's an old timey word for lady. I thought you it was know, fine. fair enough. I, I don't care enough. actually at all. Uh, so it's, it's, like, it's it's not like I said gams. Like there's <laughs> yeah, a, I yeah. Just, <laughs> I just thought it was, I just thought it was an old timey word for lady. I didn't know it had a connotation to it. It does. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly. I, I like, I'm fine with it. I just I was just making a joke. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so yeah, so the birds and the broads are giving you their approval. It's fine. Okay, great, <laughs> good. Uh, so, th- here we go. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to continue my streak here before we get into to talking about things, where I'm going to ask this question, and Luke, this time Luke's not here to stop me. Uh, Lucas, have any Power Rangers-related things happened to you since you've been on last? I mean, honestly, uh, too much to get into. I feel like because it's been oh, like because it's been like six months since it's been I was a long on. Time. Last the last episode I was on was the one I hosted, uh, which was yeah. a long ass time ago. That was fun. I, like, I liked yeah. your game where it was like, "Is this a real monster or not?" That was a good game. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That's a really hard one. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So confused and frightened we were when Lucas told us there was going to be a horse faucet monster and just <laughs> oh. god we just had no idea did I we I thought about that too <laughs> we weren't the warning was not enough we were not prepared no <laughs> oh lord it's still uh, I, sh- I I don't talk about this show to people who are like aren't in my immediate friends friend circle because it's just not worth explaining to like family or coworkers or whatever but um the horse faucet monster I have shown to multiple people and just been like, is this as fucked up as I think it is? And they're all like, yes, Jesus, yeah, please that's, get that's, it. That's, that's, Zach, that's the physical equivalent or the visual equivalent of going around with a carton of expired milk being like, hey, smell this. Does this smell expired to you? Pretty much. Um, sorry. So go ahead, Lucas. So, so give me, give me like one big one then. I mean, you, I mean, a Power Morphicon happened in between. Then I went to that. I had a lovely time. It was great cool. as, as usual. Uh, I did my whole Cole Evans cosplay from yeah. Wild Force, which turned out yeah. really great. It was very good. Um, the unsurprised, but that was all planned. The cool one for me was uh, I got I got a job that I was doing where I was working at this really great studio out here in California, and I got to meet slash work with. Uh, Tony Oliver, what, the guy who wrote the original Day of the Dumpster oh, pilot shit. for this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, That's he's awesome. a yeah, he's a really nice guy. He's also the voice of Saba. Uh really nice guy. Uh, so, but it's just oh, cool to meet him. Cool. That was an unexpected one. But and who Tommy Oliver is named after, right? Yes, I'm pretty I, sure. I would. I yeah. find I'd find it hard to believe that there was a guy working on the show called to- Tony Oliver, and they were like, "Oh, here's this character, Tommy Oliver." <laughs> completely by coincidence. <laughs> yeah, one of those things where so. you know it's just. You know, that, I don't know. It just, that name just kind of came to me. It seemed, yeah. Did, you know, did you it ask? seemed like a good name. And then, like three months into production, it's like, oh, oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did you hurt like bother him with with uh, minutia questions? Or no, were you no. Cool? <laughs> I, I, they, well, I, I I was I was explicitly told when I got the job. They're like, hey, you know, people come in here and you might know them, but you got to be chill because you work here. And I was like, yeah, no yeah. problem. But he also worked there. So I was like, I can be a little less chill, right? Can, like, I can yeah. I can get a couple in. I can. Oh, yeah. No, just, yeah. The only thing, just the only thing. I didn't ask him anything. I was just like, hey, you're Tony Oliver, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, big fan of your Power Rangers work and stuff. And he's like, oh, that's nice or whatever. And it, it, that was about it. But it was just cool. He's a, but I talked to him a couple other times. He's a really cool guy. I just wish he was like Lucas. That wasn't work. <laughs> I didn't write that. It's it just I just scribbled. I didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I I do. I mean, I know there were scripts. Like obviously, people worked on it. Like and if Tony hard. Was listening to this, I'm just teasing, buddy. But I, mean, I would like to know. Job. Well, mm. I would. Well, yeah. I just I would love to know. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall from like conception to production for one episode because it seems like it was so hectic and and crazy and everything. Yeah, especially in the early days. 
Also, I guess that wouldn't work because they were shooting like six episodes at the same time. So never yeah. mind. <laughs> well, cool. That's awesome. Well, we're yeah. glad to have you back. Yeah, I'm happy uh, to be back. I, I, I try to get on. I, I want to try and get on at least once for every season. And I missed uh, Alien Rangers entirely. But uh, <laughs> so I, I well, needed to get on for Zio. In that, that was the right call. Listen, that, <laughs> yeah. listen that, was, that was the correct decision. <laughs> also, you I didn't think- miss shit. Yeah, also, I think at some point, like, uh, we did, we were like, Lexi, hey, do you want to have guests on? And Lexi was just like, I just want to get this shit over with <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I was talking about more for the completion's sake, but let me just say, yeah. I'm, I'm not losing sleep over the fact that I missed my chance to talk about the Alien Rangers. Well, also, the show won't let us forget about them anyway, so, like, yeah. it's not like they're gone forever, apparently. But yeah, so... Will we have um, you here? Do you have any thoughts about Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers? You want to get hey off gu- your chest? Hey, guys, I've been kind of zoning out here for a bit. What were we talking about? Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll just, like, it's clap. Boy stuff, Lexi. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, right. when it's ready for you, <laughs> for you again. Uh, so, Lucas, yeah, did you have anything specific that you thought was you wanted to bring up? or No, nothing specific. It just, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to process about that. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to... I, I didn't have anything to bring to the table today, no. So we can, I, okay, we can move on. Okay, fair enough. I still am reeling from Fletcher telling us that they put out a video of that season with all the Alien Rangers cut out. <laughs> I still don't understand why you I, would I, ever Hang do on. That, <laughs> <laughs> that the, sounds great. Why didn't we cover that version? <laughs> because I didn't know it existed, and it I only mean, existed on VHS. To be fair, that's just a ZeoQuest, then. And that's not right. exactly good at either, so... <laughs> yeah, the 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 better fix would just to not do it, to be to not do it, but we had to. So go back in time and prevent the alien rangers. No, then we have to deal with that fucking time travel, and I don't want to do that. So, yeah. uh, we have some things to talk about. Talking about things. One very very quickly that I'm just gonna just gonna say real quick, which is, uh, well, I guess there is one thing interesting about it. So Hasbro is talking to Paramount about making a new uh, Power Rangers movie. Um, that's not a surprise. However, the one thing to note is Paramount is not who made the last Power Rangers movie. Correct. Uh, that was Legend or uh, Lionsgate. Lions Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the question of whether or not it will have anything to do with the last one is, I don't know the answer. I think still. that's a pretty definitive no. Yeah, it, it I, I th- seemed- uh, Like, let's be real. If it's a whole new studio, nothing's carrying over. None of the cast, which is a shame. New studio, new rights holder. There is no connective tissue there. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a reboot. This is, this is a fucking Spider-Man ass. It's been five years. We're rebooting it. It's just too bad because- the problem, like we've said, the problem was not the cast. So, like, it sucks. Oh, definitely that, I mean, not, they could no. they could potentially get some of the cast back just in a completely new continuity. That'd be real it's just weird. That I don't think that would be fucking cool. Thing. That would rule. I would, <laughs> that would. That would make me appreciate the shitty movie more. <laughs> As if they I mean, were just... It would be cool, but they're never going to do it. Is the thing. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I. Um, I can't imagine a f- at least a few of those actors are going to be available for the price they'll be willing to pay that's true some of them have gotten some bigger roles and stuff i mean pink ranger is going to be jasmine so yeah Yeah. so here's what i would love them to to do it again 
uh, different continuity, same actors, but just switch everyone's roles. <laughs> And just make it as confusing as possible. Like, just wait. Hold on. What? What? What's happening? Why? Cast cast Zendaya as uh, Jason. Jason's just a a girl now, and yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Who gives a shit? Um, But yeah, so so that's kind of interesting. I mean, we kind of knew there was no way that Hasbro was going to buy it and not do that. Yeah, especially so, since they've been trying to do more with their like movie stuff, like they did Bumblebee and put a lot of effort into that instead of Bumblebee just like. Bumblebee was pretty good, go. by the way. Yeah. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they're trying to do more with their brands when it comes to cinemas, as opposed to just giving it to someone and being like, "Hey, do what you want, Michael Bay." And they're trying to take a little more controlling hand over it. Well, well, they stopped that after they stopped making a bajillion dollars. <laughs> they were like, yeah, "Okay, yeah. that's okay. Okay. we're only making one. like eighty percent of a bajillion dollars. That's not enough." <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that's the the first thing. The other thing uh, is we now have pictures of the first uh, toys from Hasbro for uh, Beast Morphers, the the next Power Rangers season. Yeah. Um, and we so far we have the three main Rangers, two bad guys, and the Morphers, and uh, they all look pretty good. Um, yeah. The, the one thing I'll say uh, beyond just, like, they look pretty good, like, there's some some fairly good detail work and stuff in a way that, by the way, if you want uh, f- just Google Screen Rant uh, Hasbro Power Rangers and you'll find it, uh, the pictures. But um, the, the thing to note besides the fact that there's a little more detail on them than the last round of Power Rangers toys uh, is that... They're not all roided out the way that uh, Saban always made the American Power yeah. Rangers toys for some reason, mm-hmm. um, which was a choice I think we've all said, like, never made sense. It's not what they look no. like in the show. So, like, that's kind of yeah. nice that they're finally backing yeah. away from that. They We saw some uh, comparison, like, shots of the new toys next to, like, the figures for... Uh, for Ninja Steel, yeah, and like the dudes look all roided out, and the ladies like have these ridiculously thin waists, like, like fucking, Barbie style, or yeah, bar- like it, it, like it puts Barbie to shame. These, oh, really? these okay. fucking waists, and but like, like yeah, the the new toys they just look like the actors. Yeah, and it definitely, yeah. it definitely, they definitely needed to do it too because I think with these suits, it lo- would have looked really weird to see them all roided out because the suits are so different than most Power Ranger suits. Yeah, they're that, like leather, right? Yeah, they're more leather looking. Yeah, they're leather. They look like um, I don't know. They look kind of like a Captain America suit instead of like a the traditional Power Rangers style suit. So it it probably would have looked even weirder definitely uh, than it Is did that before. What the Megazord so. looks like. I don't like that Megazord. <laughs> the Megazord looks very cluttered. Well, so, I mean, the problem with that, though, isn't the toy. The problem is the original design. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's, totally. what, that's what I'm saying. No, I, think, yeah, I, think, I, I think looking at the toys from what I've seen, the majority of uh, criticisms I have are just that, like, I'm not a huge fan of the design. Like, the Morpher looks, like, designed kind of weird, where it's got, like, a weird shape, and it's all, like, Morpher got the different pieces. Okay. I, I just wasn't a fan of it. I mean, I I, I know the suits are different, but it's it kind of different where I'm just like, yeah, sure, let's see how it works. But with everything else, I'm just kind of not sure how I feel about the design choices of the Sentai. My, my problem with this first Megazord I'm seeing here, it's like, it's, like, all blue. There's no color balance. It's all blue, and it's kind of like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little so, weird, but... Can I say what my single favorite thing? Toys are fine. Apparently, not. 
Yeah, go, go ahead. Can I say what my single favorite thing about all of these promotional pictures is? Yes, please. The is little kid. It, yes, it's the kid. Like <laughs> I love when when shots for toys like this have children posing dramatically yeah. with like superhero weapons and shit. And like this kid Wait. looks like he's really into it. Like this kid is ready to become a Power Ranger. Is that not how you play with this shit? <laughs> oh, it is. It <laughs> no, is. It absolutely it's- is. Yeah, but I, I just I just love that for some reason. It's 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 fun to me. I love so, it as a kid. So I love that. Shit the too. cool thing about to... the the toy of the morpher is that um, so first of all, I guess it has some of the uh, some like technology where when you swing it, it makes his punch noises and stuff like that, which is cool. An accelerometer. Yes, you know, some kind of technology, some sort of weird future some tech. Of, yeah, some kind of... Let's not know shit about anything, okay? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that's sort of neat is it comes with these little, like, keys that you stick in it uh, that, that give it different voice tracks. Uh, and also, when you uh, buy the, the figures, uh, they come with an additional key that gives you more voice stuff for the Morpher, which is kind of neat. Um, it's also like, you know, a blatant, like buy them all thing, but that's toys. That's kids toys. It's fine. So, um, the same thing, same thing with their Ranger keys that they did with the, uh, super mega force where like, buy buy all the Ranger keys, everybody. So you're, so you can have them all and make different noises with the morphers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's also something that kind of goes back to the source material because you know, like that, like I've I I need to catch up on Lupin Ranger vs. Pot Ranger, but from what I watched, they're introducing a new robot like every two episodes. Yeah, that's also newer. Newer Sentai has have way too many fucking Zords. Like that's just how it is. Too many Zords. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The last uh, show I watched all the way through as it was coming out was Dino Charge, and um, there were, like, every ranger had a zord, there were ten rangers, and then there were also just, like, extra zords. So yeah, they just, just kind of came out of nowhere. too many. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, I, don't um, think, I don't think they had Ninja Steel have that many. I think they had the main uh, guys all had their zords, and then Six Ranger had his one, and then Ninja they had- then they had their secondary Megazord they got, like, halfway through. And then they had a couple of the add-on Zords that were just, like, weapon modes for the Megazord. But there weren't, like, an overabundance, like, I think, like, like, Super yeah. Megaforce and Dino Charge had. That's fair. Yeah, I I just... it When you have a new power-up every, like, episode, it, it's like, okay, guys, this is not... Yeah. Yeah, it's just too too much. Um, but, yeah, so that's cool. Um, I'm kind of interested in getting some of the... Uh, some of the toys for this one. Uh, and also the other thing that um, Victor Perfecto on Twitter pointed out to me is if this is what the base toys look like, that lightning line, which is their like version of the legacy stuff, is probably going to be even better. So I'm I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what that is. That stuff is too. So there you go, new toys! Hooray, Beast Morphers! I hope it's good. It's based on a really good Sentai. So let's see. Um, now. This is uh, Power Rangers Zio Season 1, Episode 15, There's No Business Like Snow Business, Part 1. Uh, I love how like, the further we get into... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, the further we get into the show, <laughs> just the more complicated titles become. <laughs> yeah. yeah, There were listen, three numbers listen, in there. Someone saw their opportunity and took it, because they were like, it's about snow, let's go with that. And I mean, like, another thing, an opportunity we took is, like, y'all remember the late 90s, early 2000s snowboard craze? 
Oh yeah, yes. no, they got they got their hands on some stock footage. They are gonna fucking use it. Oh yes. And listen, you're lucky. You are lucky that I'm here today because I have some comparisons to this episode and the classic Disney Channel original movie Johnny Tsunami. I'm so okay. happy. Good, 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 good. Yes. Yes, I, I'm going to be bringing them up. Uh, <laughs> Thank so you. We hey, open... real quick, uh, in informal poll around the horn. Cool Borders or SSX? I'm Team SSX. Uh, I mean. <sighs> I've SSX only... like went farther because Cool Borders didn't go very far, and like, right. But at, at the time that Cool Borders was being released, I would have said Cool Borders, but now um, I would say SSX. I'm because... gonna say Snowboard Kids, uh, yes, because it was basically Mario Kart, and also the the art in Snowboard Kids, when you look at it now, is insane because the little anime kids have noses bigger than their entire heads and it's just really I'll, fucked up. I'll tell you what snowboard game I played as a kid though was Rippin' Riders for the Dreamcast. There were there were a lot of snowboard games for a little while, huh? And yeah. it's on the on the Xbox because Zach, like as we see in this opening scene of this episode, snowboarding is extreme. It is it's very extreme. Sorry, I don't go think ahead, you guys understand how Let's Play works. You can't just suggest <laughs> other games. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, of the really, two, when it comes right down to it, strangely enough, the best snowboard game is Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam, which is actually about skateboards. But that's a snowboard game. But like, but like, seriously, in the '90s, there was like this huge, like late '90s, there was a huge like surge of snowboarding shit. Like every show oh, yeah, had, like, I had a, a snowboarding fucking snowboard. episode. Like oh, I, I live in reading... one of the flattest parts of the country and I had a fucking snowboard. <laughs> I remember reading this young adult like novel series about snowboarding. I don't remember what it was called at all. Oh my but, god, like... please. <laughs> uh listeners, if you know what what Emily is talking about, please tell me. Because I it was need just to one book it. and not a series, but I remember yeah, I was like um, What is what is a single book if not a incredibly short series <laughs> well if it's, a, if it's ya then it's definitely a post-apocalyptic snowboarding no, series that, no, that, was, that wasn't a thing that boom. yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's more of 2000s back in the back in the late 90s young adult shit was more like either just slice of life or detectives yep yeah back in the <laughs> 90s children still had hope for the future oh right of course uh so so yeah we open with some some straight up stock footage of people snowboarding this looks like the fucking opening to a ps1 demo disc you know what this reminds me of more than anything is when you go to a korean karaoke place and yes it it just has like footage of of random shit on the screen while you sing that's what this reminds me of mostly (laughs) complete with cutting to a tiny little tv like yes What's what's great is like so there's music that plays during this scene and it was it was driving me crazy while we were listening to it because it's just this weird it's this incredibly familiar riff and I couldn't remember what it reminded me of and when we were talking earlier before we started recording Lexi finally helped me remember what it was it it's I took, like I listened to it for two seconds yeah Lexi's good at this stuff yeah and it's uh, it sounds just like simply irresistible by Robert Palmer it's wacky. Uh, I'm, I'm like, hoping we could put a lot of the audio of the music in this yeah, episode I, in the podcast. I'm going to assume it was an intentional style parody. Like somebody was like, yeah, get me some generic sounding fucking rock music. That's like Robert Palmer ass. I didn't notice the the explicit uh, similarity, but it just to me, I was like, yep, that's some butt rock for your snowboarder. Like that's that's what you need. So. So, yeah, there's some snowboarding stock footage. And then uh, we we like c- 
come out of the TV and we see it's uh, Ernie and some of the Rangers sitting there watching uh, the TV. And Heather uh, is a lady who's being interviewed. Or Michael not Thompson interviewed, I guess it's a commercial. It? Yeah, it's yeah, like Champions. a She's like advertising it for Because like, she's yeah. like a very famous snowboarder or something. Yeah, yeah, champion snowboarder Heather Thompson wants you to come out to her slope and try the Widowmaker. Yeah. It's a double and, black diamond. Double black yeah. diamond, which is, I I had to go check. I couldn't remember if that was real mm-hmm. or if that was just made up. Because I know it's like a circle and then a square and then a black diamond. And I didn't know if there's also just like extra black diamonds. Apparently there is. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Fair no, enough. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty par for the course. Well, I live, you know, I don't live anywhere near hills. The snowboarding so, like, yeah. course. Yeah, more so, like more like par for the hill. Oh boy, the good one. <laughs> oh, so boy, I'm sorry. so yes. <laughs> Go so ahead. the lady playing Heather Thompson, and we're gonna have an actor spotlight for this lady. Actor spotlight. Because actor spotlight this is during the episode recap. Yeah. Uh huh. Actor spotlight during rebel. the episode. Yeah, because uh, she is played by three-time Emmy-winning actress Sarah Brown. Amazing. What? I never gave an award to this woman. This has to be the only time (laughs) that a bit part person on Power Rangers ever did anything else, because it's always like the janitor that they asked to just please be on this episode. I mean, we've already had a few times where like the voice of a monster did it. Okay, sure, that's true. I mean, I mean, Brian Cranston. Yeah, we, true, we gotta yeah. stop saying that, because I'm sure we'll find more as the show goes on. But here's the thing. So, this lady, in recent years, has been more known for daytime soap operas. Okay. She had an extended run on Days of Our Lives that lasted 110 episodes. An extended run on Bold and the Beautiful that lasted 113 episodes. 419 episodes on General Hospital. God, She's that's had, a lot. <laughs> she had minor uh, parts on all kinds of crime dramas, CSI, Without a Trace. She was in five episodes of Cold Case. Uh, she had 17 episodes on Ad- As the World Turns, because I guess she had to be on every soap in the world. Yeah. A uh, bunch of minor roles in a bunch of other random movies and and TV shows. She was in Big Mama's House 2, apparently. I would imagine if you're an actor that being on a soap opera as a regular is not... Like, I'm sure people are thrilled to do that. Like, oh, yeah, of I, course. I doubt that there's really that... I know that we're all like soap operas, but as an actor, like... You're getting paid. Rag. Yeah, you're getting yeah. paid on the rag, like yeah. for well, I feel like uh, for 400 episodes. Yeah, that is the closest thing to a steady paycheck an actor can get, I think. Uh, but here's the thing: her two earliest roles, her next to earliest role was here, okay, as this character that only uh, occurs in this three-parter here in Power Rangers as Heather. Before that, her first acting role as Caitlin Starr, one third of the VR Troopers. Oh, oh. shit. Oh, I didn't notice. Okay, great, 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 good. Okay, so that makes this sense. Lady, this lady went from starring role in VR Troopers and a bit part in Power Rangers, and like usually that kind of trajectory, you think her career is done, but no. She becomes a staple of daytime soaps and wins three Emmys. Good for wow. her. Now, yeah. Mike, do you know how she got started with VR Troopers and Power Rangers Zero? Zio? No clue. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, she, uh, was at one time in a relationship and even engaged to Shuki Levy and has a child from their relationship. Okay. There you go. Nepotism is good. 
<laughs> I mean, or maybe it happened after. Who knows? But like, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, that's fucking rad. Shuki Levy, and- in ca- listener, in case you've forgotten, is one of the main producers of early Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Interesting. So she wants you to come to the Widowmaker, um, which we will see almost all of in an insanely extended snowboarding scene. Yes, later. yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's it's like exciting. it's like random matchmaking in Overwatch because Widowmaker's everywhere. Boo. Is, is that um, a good joke? I don't no, know. I don't it's play not. Overwatch. Okay. Um, I do, neither do I, but I can just, I'm just, I just don't abide it. Lucas, I don't abide it everywhere. I thought it was a pretty good joke. She, she's, <laughs> she's the sniper character. And just like every sniper main in any shooter like, ever, I, I had to suck porn. all the fun out of the room. Okay, great. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> you guys talked over each other, you guys both said very important things. Michael explained that a lot of people pick the snipers, even though they shouldn't on, like, every batch. And and Zach said he knows what she looks like because of porn. And I just yeah, want to make sure everyone you knows know, that. We, we can hear both of those. The magic They're, of yeah, editing but, means those can be played back well, to back. Now, well, now, it, now we all know that I watch point is yeah there's so much fucking overwatch porn it's insane so yeah i know what widowmaker looks like <laughs> you know more of the about what she looks like than the actual game show yeah <laughs> yeah apparently so the, so the, the point i would like to make is to your snowboarding point uh that i because i think this is the I'm first sorry, episode why are we I've... talking about snowboarding because <laughs> the point okay. that I think I really noticed in this episode, I think this is the first episode I've been on where it's so noticeable, is they seemed really strapped for footage in this episode. Because the snowboarding chases go on forever, and there's literally a scene uh, in like the middle with uh, the monster and the Scottish robot whose name escapes me, um, where they it literally has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. You could have cut that out and lost nothing. They clearly clearly needed as much footage as they could to make this episode twenty two minutes. I, I I feel like it wasn't them stretching for time. It was them knowing what the audience wanted to see. Because as a kid, I remember seeing this episode and being like, "Oh yeah, they're snowboarding. Snowboarding's so cool!" Like. I fucking yeah. love this. Like I, I don't I don't feel like that's stretching for time for two reasons. For one, I actually really like the scene and we'll discuss why when we get to it. But also, they didn't stretch this for twenty two minutes, they stretched it for sixty six. This yeah. is a three part. <laughs> oh, that's true, yes. So so here's what I'll say. I remember that episode where there was a, just a bunch of them on horses and it was really clear that this was like a gift to the cast, like they had gone to a dude ranch for a weekend or whatever. Hey, so, you know, we're not going to actually pay you a decent amount, and that's not going to yes. change, but hey, we're taking you to the ranch for a day. I think that's what this is. I think this was, we're all going to go snowboarding. Listen, it's going to be a fun... Go it's, ahead. it's Jason's birthday, and he wanted <laughs> a snowboarding party, so we're all going to go snowboarding, but we're not going to actually pay for it, so we're going to have to film while we're there. Yeah, we're we're going to pay you to we're not going to like pay for the trip, but we're going to pay you and we're going to film while we're there. So it's going to be fine. It's uh, like that time they randomly went I think horseback they're just capitalizing riding. on snowboarding being so popular at this time. I bet it's <laughs> both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder at what point, like, playing a Power Ranger in these early days, it just becomes like you're being on reality TV. Like, they're just filming you do everything because they just <laughs> yeah. need footage. Yeah. Like, you're just sitting there reading a book, and they're they're filming you, and it's like, guys, what? It's like, right, we can use it later. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's B-roll, yeah. So, so um, that's what, that's what I, I think is probably what you know a couple reasons they're doing this but yes it is a very extended sequence so we uh we now get billy and ernie talking about it um 
Ernie's like, I would never go on the Widowmaker. Uh, and Kat's like, it looks fun. And Ernie's like, if you call flying headfirst down a mountain fun. And I'm like, like well, yeah, I that's get, exactly what yeah, she's doing. I get where you're going for, but like, also, yes, that's what skiing is. That's yes. the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, if you're going headfirst, isn't that like, is that the skeleton? Skeleton, or yeah. yeah. Skeleton is insane. Skeleton's like luge, but, but they were like, this isn't dangerous enough. Turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead first. We what what can we call this sport that truly conveys just how <laughs> stupidly dangerous it is? Yeah. Let's call it the skeleton. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem being that just makes it seem cooler. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So um basically Ernie's like, I don't get it, whatever. Um then we cut over to uh Rocky, Adam, and Tommy. Rocky and Adam are both spotting Tommy because he's so very strong that he needs two <laughs> spotters. Listen, um, he's been he's been trying to break the the deadlifting or the whatever the fuck kind of lifting this is. This is a bench press. Bench press. Bench press. Yes. Record, which at this point has Jason. risen to like twelve thousand. Yeah, yeah, because Jason had it and it was like a thousand or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's it's been back and forth between uh, uh, bulk and some guy named. Jason? <laughs> right, yeah. So, here's my quick nitpick for the episode, um, which is that usually they do a pretty good job of when they're working out or sparring, having them be in, like, a gi or, like, a tank top. So, something that looks for, like workout clothes, yes. Right, for some reason, Tommy is wearing, like, a long sleeve turtleneck to do bench <laughs> mm-hmm. presses yeah. in, which seems this, bad. Yeah, no, this is going <laughs> to trap heat next to your body, and you are not going to do well. Yeah, that just doesn't seem like appropriate attire. I, I have to assume they filmed this episode during the winter, so it's probably just cold on the set. Yeah, probably. I don't think Saban's paying much for heating. Well, also, I think Tommy wears like a turtleneck in Turbo a lot too. I feel like, like when yeah. he, like, like I think that he, that's where his fashion starts to go. He, he's he's just trying to sweat out some stuff, you know. He wants to get his body looking as lean as possible. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. So, um, he starts doing. Th- yeah, he was th- planning on he was planning on taking some uh, some pics to send to his you know girlfriend overseas. Yeah. 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 So yeah. the next two minutes. There are so many oh, questions about there's the a, there's next a, two There's minutes. a lot to unpack in, um, <laughs> in so this scene. At this point, it's worth mentioning that I was only half paying attention to the episode, and I happened to glance up and see Amy Jo Johnson listening to the credits, and I was like, "Oh, are we going to have a have like a Kimberly scene or something?" And I got all excited, and then I got incredibly let down. Yeah. yeah. So here's what happens: um, a mysterious person. Whose face we do not ever see. Nope. Uh, delivers a letter. We only see the letter and the person's hand while like ominous music. Is yeah, it's, I, I I wrote down that it's like the kids' bop version of the Jaws theme, where it's like vaguely, <laughs> <laughs> it's like vaguely like, dun, 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 but there's also like weird sound effects thrown in in the background. Like, oh my god. Yeah, so we've got this letter. This person hands it to to uh, Ernie and then just vanishes. Um, here's the other thing that we should talk about. Uh, Kimberly mailed Tommy a letter at the gym in Juice yeah. Bar. Yeah, <laughs> or Tommy just gets his mail sent there. Oh my god, even think about that. <laughs> yeah, like- the overlords of Angel Grove running the simulation uh-huh. sent the letter to the gym and juice bar where, where they knew subject six would be. <laughs> now, here's yeah. the thing. I don't think that's unreasonable because where do you think Tommy spends more time? The gym and juice bar or his home? 
That's what I'm saying. I, I think Tommy gets his mail delivered to the juice bar because he goes there so much more than it's, home. It's just funny because it doesn't like you can actually see it uh, and it doesn't say like uh, care of Tommy Oliver. It literally just says Tommy Oliver and then has the Jim and Juice Bar's address. Like mm-hmm. it's just fucking lips there. So. It's so fucking weird. I've got uh, I've got coworkers that have mail delivered to where we work and it's the weirdest thing to me i don't get it i mean unless it's a package you need to sign for and you know you're going to be at work it's just weird to me oh yeah but, no yeah, yeah no i have the same thing i some of the people i fucking work with get like computer shit delivered to them all the time sure electronics i get that this is a letter <laughs> so so ernie gets this letter he walks over to to, to tommy and he says, like, okay, hey, Tommy, I've got this letter to you for Kimberly, from Kimberly. Yeah, Zach, you fucked that sentence up pretty bad. Sorry. Uh, and, um... And Tommy, okay, okay. We know that Tommy's a great boyfriend that no one would ever want to break up with because he yeah. says, I need to keep working out. Adam, can you please read this letter from my girlfriend <laughs> yeah, out loud to the group? That's so crazy. Like, that's, no one would do that ever. Like, like... It's, this gets crazier as it goes on, but, like, already, it's, like, who, like, gives someone a letter from their girlfriend to read aloud to them? Like, there are just, <laughs> there are just so many ways uh, that well, goes I wrong. Well, I mean, blind like, people probably, Emily. I'm, well, okay, <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. I should have been more inclusive. But, but other than that, there are just too many ways for this to break bad. A, what could happen in this scene could happen. B, it could just be very mushy. C, it could be like, I miss your hard cock. And then you have your best friend <laughs> reading that out loud to you, and or you don't want that either. And like, and like a nude photo of Kimberly just falls <laughs> yeah. out of it. <laughs> like, don't, this is just a bad idea. Um, Zach, have you gotten letters that say that? Well, that- I live in a, I live in an era where I don't think I've ever received a letter from a person that's not a bill or a card. Really? Because I... I mean, I guess maybe it's a little different because of the long distance, but I've sent letters to people. Yeah, I've. I don't think I've ever gotten a letter. Oh, Molly sent me a letter one time when with a uh, a little um, uh, Mincino toy that she found. Aww. Sure, me, but I'm going to guess very, the contents of that letter was very different from what we were just discussing. No, she no. Okay, no. <laughs> Please, no one tell Molly about that joke. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, well, you guys. So, you, well, you were talking about Zach getting porn from people. I'm looking at this, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out because you mentioned I didn't think to do this. They they zoom in on the letter, and I'm trying to read uh, the the address for the juice bar because I was like, what did they write there? It's standard <laughs> deaf. You'll never be able to tell. I, I, all, yeah, all I can make out <laughs> is that it says forty six forty six something with a B. And I can't read the rest of it. But listeners at home, if you think you can decipher it, send your guesses to we, us. We need to get fucking CSI cyber on this shit so they could fucking yeah. enhance. Yeah, I was going to say, say enhance. You just have to say enhance and it works. <laughs> it's really crazy to me that for so long, the picture quality was so bad you couldn't read text. Like, I can't. I, that's just weird to me. But anyway, um, so. Uh, I mean, it wasn't yeah, an intentional decision. No, I know. I'm I'm just it's weird that it anyway. Uh so Adam is like, "Okay, let me go ahead and read this letter to you from a girlfriend to a boyfriend. That's not weird. Here we go. Uh dear Tommy, everything's great in Florida. Uh coach Schmidt has me as ready as I'll ever be for competition. 
uh, it's great, it's awesome. And then he stops, and almost just the whole episode didn't happen <laughs> until Tanya is like, what else does it say? And then he's like, oh, right, there's and more. And listen, at this point, if you're Adam, well, okay, I was about to say, <laughs> the, the, the right move would have been to not read Tommy's letter alone to begin with. Mm-hmm. When you get to this point, even if you've made that bad move, now you have a chance to redeem yourself and say, I shouldn't read this out loud, yeah, Tommy, you really, should probably just read yeah, it to yourself. Like, why does he keep reading? That's a good yeah, point. He, 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 does, he does get to a point where he backpedals and is like, oh, yeah, maybe you should read this. Yeah, no, and listen, he's not he's not the he's not at the top of his game. I also want to point out the fact that does Tanya know who Kimberly is? Yeah, no, I had that same question. I'm like, um So let's see. I'm sure at some point that the subject of Tommy has a boy uh, sorry, has a girlfriend came up. Oh right, sure. Tommy has a boyfriend too. So so, uh, basically Kimberly breaks up with Tommy. She says that uh He's she met like her, guy. her best friend and like a brother, and which is, uh, which is a that's good a death sign, blow right there, yeah. like a yeah. brother. Yeah. Holy shit! And sorry, but I met another dude, and it's the best now. And I'm sorry, I have to break up with you. Um, that's so brutal. Like, in yeah, she's she's she says she's like considerate and kind and stuff. And I was like, so you're basically saying Tommy's none of those things. He <laughs> like, isn't. Because like, I mean... she, she says like, oh, you know, I'd never do anything to hurt you, but here I'm gonna go just dunking on you in the rest mm. of this letter and making you feel like garbage. You'd really like him is one thing she says too. Yeah, that's ru- like I understand that it, it can kind of seem like she was trying to be nice, but to say like you would really like this guy, it's like. No, oh, that's a, yeah, no, that's that's the kind of thing you whip out when it was a bad relationship, and you're glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, kind of was. A oh bad yeah, no, no, Kimberly deserves <laughs> way fucking better than Tommy. Oh, yes. absolutely, yeah. So the thing, but, yeah, but I'll... say the thing is, it's like sorry to cut you off, Zach. It's just the thing is that it's like it kind of, to me at least, it kind of paints Kimberly in like a not so great light that she like was in this committed relationship, albeit long distance. Was it a committed guy, relationship? It was barely a relationship. I I know. I'm saying, us watching the show, obviously, we're like, oh, yeah, they were dating. I totally forgot. But I'm saying, like, in the world, with the the, the emotion they're trying to get out of us makes us feel like it's the end of a committed relationship. And it just kind of, I just feel like it's not Kimberly to do this kind of thing. But you are right. She definitely deserves just way better. Because she must have gone on dates with this guy already. Like, so, so here's, there's two things I'll say. A, uh, uh, behind the scenes, the the large speculation is that they did this so that Tommy could date Cat, which like okay fine that's fine I don't really care. It, that I seems mean, there's a right. shot like that we're gonna get in a second here that like very right clearly gives the game away. I mean, yeah. Did uh, you guys notice what she's wearing? She's wearing a pink sweater with a giant red star in the middle, which is oh, both I his did ra- not notice. His, no. his, oh his, it's both his ranger color and his the shape of his helmet. I was like, like okay, someone, someone in the costume department, someone yeah. in the costume department took their shot there. I They're did not like, notice oh. that. Um, I like, the- I like in universe that Cat decided to wear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wear Tommy's symbol on me. It's no big deal. <laughs> She's incepting this fucking uh, relationship takeover. Right, exactly, Lexi. So. So yeah, um, the B thing I'll say is that, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll plug it again. If you haven't read MMPR Pink, that's the best Boom comic they've put out. I like all of them, but that's my favorite. And literally the entire thing is a lead up to explaining that in universe, she sent this letter because she realized Tommy was going to be a Power Ranger forever. And she was not. And so yeah. she was like, this doesn't work for me. I got to go ahead and drop this. 
Which uh, makes way more sense. Right, yeah. Because Yeah, I, I, and that's honestly one of the like Boom Comics have done some really great things with like kind of filling in the holes and working around like the bullshit of this series, but that's probably the most inspired thing right there. Yeah, it's very, very cool. It makes sense for a character. Uh the in this I'm just like, okay, they just did it because because they had to get Tommy together with Cat, but really they didn't. I don't see why Cat or Tommy couldn't have been with other people. I, it doesn't really. Anyway. Zach, Zach, they're the two important characters on the yeah, show. It's, it's the Red Ranger and the Pink Ranger. That's just how it goes. Well, I mean, at this point, that hadn't been established, Zach. Yeah, because 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 it was pink and green. No, my point is, it's a TV show. They're the two right. like opposite gender leads. They have to date because that's the only kind of story yeah, that makes totally. sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, of course, I'm going to say there, there have been Red Rangers who have dated Yellow Rangers, but also, um, uh, um, they've, like, built up Cat liking Tommy since her induction. Yeah, like, they have. Even though she was under mind control, she still probably liked him. They were just, like, ed- they were, um, enhanced feelings of, like, her being a, you know, like a, yeah, you I, know, trying to ste- actually steal him, but I think she always liked him. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, they had I, that episode where they, like, were married, basically. That was, as, yeah. like, the Ahomek thing, so. Like, I think the, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of this decision, because, you know, uh, everybody loves Tommy and Kimberly I for whatever wasn't reason. before I started watching this, because right, I had my, yeah. in my head image of, like, they were a couple and they were together, blah, 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 blah. Right. I, I, I remember, like, um, in Linkara's like History of the Power Rangers series, he says like they were in a war together. You don't just break up because of distance. And like, I I, I kind of had that feeling too. And then I actually watched the series, and I'm like, they don't have any chemistry. I don't yeah, fucking care about this. <laughs> right. it's, just, it's just the thing. It's like that's the way you remember it. That's what I'm saying. Um, but it's like, uh, oh wait, I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, all oh, right, right. But I think it makes a better story for Cat. The way it works, like you're saying, like establishing her having feelings for Tommy, but not being able to, you know, act on them because he's got a girlfriend. And then I think I I think I think it does something. And I I understand if you're not a fan of it, but I think it's interesting. So we cut to the machine empire. Yes. (laughs) Well, before before that, Tommy has to go off for a walk and think just (laughs) because, you know, that's true. And we get the dramatic shot of time where we zoom in on Kat's face. So, yeah, 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 he's he's clearly taking it badly. Um, Yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, yeah, his his long distance girlfriend just broke up with him via letter. That's a completely reasonable thing to be upset about. Yeah, totally, that's fair. Um, so Lexi, did you want to do the moon scene, or were you just trying to get us to fucking? I was move? trying <laughs> to get us to fucking make some progress in this goddamn <laughs> okay. episode. Fair enough. So yeah, we cut to the moon. Um, here's here's uh, one of those times when I was watching the episode and I missed a little tiny bit. Uh, and it made the rest of it very confusing because they talk about they're going to get RoboCupid uh, to make people fall in love. And I missed the part where they said, with machines. Yep. Yes. Nope, that's a pretty critical <laughs> bit to not to not rehear. Yeah. Because because uh, I thought there's a bit later where I was like, oh, my God, are they going to make Balkan fall, Skull fall in love with each other? And that's not what happens. Well, no, because they're already <laughs> in love with each other. You can't. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, the idea is we're going to make uh, people fall in love with robots slash machines so they won't fight our our cogs uh, and then we'll invade, basically. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a, this is kind of weird because this is one of the first times where we really get the the Machine Empire acting like the old Moon Crew of 
you know, watching the Power Rangers and being like, oh, they're experiencing misfortune. We should, you know, that's that's really funny to me, and I want to antagonize that. That's true. Usually that's there's way more of a Rita is... Zed type reaction. Yeah. Usually yeah. their stuff is a little more disconnected than this. Also, so. also, I think this, I feel like this is a spin kind of, I mean, I guess it's not a spin because it's still early in the show, but like most of the seasons from this point on do have an episode where a monster makes people fall in love with each other and hijinks ensue. Oh, no, they've had that. They've had that before. All right. right like, yeah. But the machine angle adds a nice bit of comedy that I appreciate. <laughs> It is it is weird, but it's yeah, kind sure, of funny. you can call it comedy. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I funny. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so, um, so we cut to Tommy being sad at a lake. Yes, and, and holy crap, is he sad at a lake for a long time? <laughs> well, that well, yeah. that I I legitimately thought that Netflix messed up and was playing an episode of Dawson's Creek. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's really there's really only uh, two main things to note about this montage. Uh, one is it's, it just fade transitions back and forth between Tommy looking sad at the lake in the present and random clips of Amy Jo Johnson uh, from MMPR. There's no there's no new footage of her or anything. It's all just reused. Yeah, this is why she's credited. Is they just use some some old footage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the second thing, and this is the most important thing, is we get the worst sad morning a breakup song <laughs> i've ever heard it's, it's something folks it and, made me uh, feel miserable for entirely different reasons oh, I thought <laughs> it was hilarious i was grinning into ear ear to ear but um and also i, I hope we put some of this audio in the yes, episode because Eric, it's, it's tremendous But the main thing I want to say about this song is it's it's very clearly in a, 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 I don't know if it's an original song written for the episode I assume so but it's very clearly about someone who's upset that they're being broken up with but the refrain is stop running away which is which adds some really creepy subtext to the whole thing it's like yeah. stop running away from me Kimberly We're, I'm still good for you I'm the Red Ranger now stop running. I yeah, yeah I guess um the the really the main takeaway of this is Cat is doing the most obvious um I'm gonna move in on this sad boy uh, nice. maneuver I guess oh the sad boy swoop yeah yeah, yeah. sad boy swoop <laughs> she comes in DM. and she is DM. <laughs> she is extremely um I guess pointedly like. Listen, it'll it'll be okay. We'll help you through this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, she she tries to deflect stuff by saying she's talking for the group. Everyone's worried about you. You should come talk to us if you need to vent. She really just means herself. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. The subtext no, is notice who's here for you now in your moment of greatest pain. She does that thing where she says, "I know I can't make it any better, but I want to try." Essentially, uh, and uh, you know, then we. We move on. So um, yeah, Tommy sadly walks away from the lake, his hair in tow, uh, <laughs> and we cut to I think a dude ranch. Yeah, I don't know where this is. That's a good question. Um, so so Billy is sitting somewhere. Oh, this is just this is just like the this is just the beach. Like they okay, just, yeah, just moved a few feet. I think. Like, yeah, I think it's lake. supposed to be nearby. Um, and uh, she's like, "What do you think we should do?" And um. 
Billy's like, I have uh, the the best idea I've ever had because I'm the smart boy. And then we cut to everybody at the snowboarding place. Well, not we... everybody. It's the three of them. Oh, that's right. It is just Billy, uh, Tommy, and uh, and and Cat. Now you're mm-hmm. you're kind of making yeah. the sound like it was a dumb thing, but I mean, it, honestly, that's a good good idea. It's something that's going to be really adrenaline fueled. That's going to hopefully get him to. Just I mean, out of yeah, his head nice for gesture. a bit. Like, it's a distraction. Yeah. You need that um, shit when you're dealing with emotional I pain. I like how um the boy snowboard and the girl skis. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, the two like was That seems like, like it was coding back then a lot. That would happen. Where, like, I, I the like girls are they, skiing and... Yeah. I like how they had to get Tommy a hat that goes down to his ass to hold Jesus all his Christ. hair. Jesus Christ. Okay, we have to... <laughs> Like, there has not been a lot of 90s fashion talk on this show lately because I think we just got used to it. Um, but but I had forgotten about the weird jester hats. <laughs> Why did snowboarders wear jester hats in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s? Oh, this was, oh, this, oh, this was a thing? I just assumed it was because he had so much hair to stick in no, there. No, no, it totally was. It was a fashion thing, and I don't know why. Like... Like, it, even worse than what Tommy has. Tommy just has a long toque, but people did wear, like, jester, like, toques back like, in, like, the late literally 90s. like the Harley Quinn two-tipped, like, yeah. jester hat thing. I don't know I why. I will say, when he's <laughs> snowboarding, it does, like, flap out behind him like a windsock, and that is hilarious yes. to me. <laughs> it's very That's funny. Cool. So what, what, was, what was the dumbest 90s hat? The jester hat or the cat in the hat hat? The, the, Definitely the, the cat in the hat hat. Yeah, I think it's the cat in the hat one. It's real stupid. Was that a thing people wore in the Yes! Oh, oh my god, poor yes. Lucas. Yeah, yes, people... Uh, um, white, go- hold on, hold on. I want to throw a third contender in there. White dudes wearing Rastafarian hats. Yeah, yeah. that was... That's that pretty was that one, I know. That one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, listen, Lucas. The 90s were a time when... Everyone was happy and optimistic, yeah, but we... at its deepest, darkest core, it was a dark era because people were unironically wearing the hat from the cat in the hat. Well, that's the wow. thing. That's like, the thing. They were cool. too at ease with the future. Yeah. They yeah. they thought it didn't matter how they dress. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I missed most of the 90s fashion. I got most of the media because I got the tail end of the 90s with sure. 96, but I, I missed most of the fashion. Fair enough. So, so basically... Um, uh, Kat says she's gonna go get some hot chocolate first because it's too cold. Uh, they head up from to- Australia. Yes, Except they head up to which doesn't really line up with the whole rewriting of the uh, timeline theory that some people <laughs> have posited around here. Yes. No, she still remembers living in Australia. Her memories yeah. didn't get her replaced. memory didn't get replaced, mm. but her like physicality has. Her body should be used to these temperatures. Fair enough. Um. Y'all, I'm I not to throw a wrench into this bullshit, but we like still live in California. Australia's <laughs> Australia has winter. Oh sure, but not, <laughs> just, just not when we do. Yeah. yeah. So in any case, we go down the they they start snowboarding. Uh, as mentioned, Tommy's hat is just the worst. Uh, and <laughs> it is a it is a really long montage, and we get yet another new piece of music and. The earlier butt rock was more of a pop '80s kind of butt rock. This is pure yeah. uncut butt rock. It's, it's just that weedly, unc- we- that we- uncut shit. Weedly, weedly. It is literally almost two minutes. So we're just gonna skip. Literally, it. I, almost. 
There's it ends with the snowboarders. Not much to I say mean, about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it ends with with Billy and Tommy like coming to a stop and doing a high five, but their their faces are off camera. It's just a close up of their hands. So I think it's just the stunt. Oh, it's doing almost yeah. 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 was actually yeah. doing the snowboarding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're doing like they're doing like the predator thing where they like clasp their hands together and like flex a little bit. I think. Yeah, I don't recall yes. predators ever doing that, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, like, like, like we're saying, like we're 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 running kind of behind, but also I I believe in our ability to catch up because there are so many scenes in this yes. that are just musical just, sequences. Yeah, it's and we've already spent like forty minutes on them. <laughs> so we move on to the moon. Um, basically, uh, Sprocket is like, I want to go down there and and get you know fuck them up, and for some reason now. King Mondo is like, no, we, you can't go down. You're my precious child, and it's dangerous. So. I mean, because he's worried that something will go wrong. Sprockle will get hit by the love ray, and we'll start fucking humping every machine <laughs> on Earth. Well, I don't know why he would think that would happen. That seems really unlikely. So instead, he sees, sends Clank down, uh, Clank and Orbis, uh, and... We get a. I, I thought this was pretty funny. Oh we yeah, it's, s- it's hilarious. A nice little bit of making light of uh, sexual harassment as a joke. I mean, okay, fair enough. You're right. Uh, the basically what happens is the uh, the Robo Cupid, who for some reason talks with, uh, is a lady who has like a really exaggerated like Dolly Parton style. Right, because they want her to sound like she runs a broth. You know, okay, fair enough. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean listen, do you, do you not associate Endless Love with Dolly Parton? Uh, no. I don't know that much about Dolly Parton, to be completely honest with you. I probably should know more. She seems she's, okay. Yeah, she she's, seems like a red lady. Yeah, but I do know yeah. the best little whorehouse in Texas, and I didn't make that connection, but you're right. So... Uh, the lady, for some reason, she, she shoots the laser and it bounces off, like, at herself in a mirror, and it bounces off and hits herself, which for some reason makes her fall in love with Clank. Mm -hmm. This was the last thing she saw. Clank shows up behind her in the mirror, I believe. Yes. And then there is a straight up Benny Hill sped up footage montage of her chasing him around right yep. yeah he is very much not into it and she is trying to grope him because she is obsessed <laughs> it's it's awful it, it, it's really weird the thing that i like about it is orbis being a dick uh, <laughs> as he has previously been uh because he's just sitting there watching it because can orbis walk he can float I th- well, I actually, I don't know, because normally when they have to use him for stuff, Clank has to, like, bolo toss him. Yeah, I wasn't super sure, uh, but... But apparently Orbis just has the ability to stop this at any time. Right. And well, yeah, he's got, he's got the magic technology ray that can do things. The, the, this yeah. is the part that made me laugh is that He's Orbis is being an asshole because I, I, it's just weird to me that they gave the little sidekick robot the trait of is a dick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Clank is like, hey, um, I'm literally being sexually assaulted. Please help. And Orbis is like, fine. Okay. And shoots uh, 
Robo Cupid. Also, can we talk about how lazy the name Robo Cupid is? Yeah, <laughs> like, they just phoned like, it. What, it. What, I'm going to choose to believe this? King Mondo phoned it in. Yeah, <laughs> it also doesn't even have any Cupid-like qualities other no. than the love beam. It just looks like a weird robot monster. Yeah. Like, um. So anyway, uh, they. Oh, I, I, I did it. I, I was, I, I. I needed to try and come up with a better pun than RoboCupid, and I did after about 10 seconds of thought. Okay. Arrow-S. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. I like that. I mean, it's so, better than what they had. I also, also, kids wouldn't get it, but I like it, so it's fine. Um, So, yeah, they at this point, they're like, okay. And also, yeah, they do weirdly brush this off. They're just like, okay, great, we fixed it. Uh, No, no need to discuss what just happened at all. <laughs> The Machine Empire um, definitely does not have an HR department, so there's no one to report this to. Well, they don't have any humans, so... Uh, nice. So MR department. <laughs> so anyway... Machine relations department. Yeah, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they they were just like, okay, let, now let's go... You, now you go use that on... Um, uh, uh, on, on some humans. Now, Lexi, you made me think... Now that you've pointed this out, how fucked this is, which, you know, fair point, I should have been more, it's obvious. Uh, that said, from a, a machine's perspective, they're going to force humans to, like, lust after machines? Yeah, but inanimate ones. Okay, that's, f- well, no, because they explicitly said it's well, so that so, they wouldn't. Yeah, well, yeah, so the the idea is if they're, if people are in love with the cogs, they won't fight the cogs. Sure. The idea being cogs are implicitly more powerful than people and are not really at risk. Okay, fair enough. Um, also, so they're going to be infatuated with other... I think it's more of a distraction thing, really, because they're if everyone's infatuated with other shit anyway, they're not going to pay attention to the cogs. Fair enough. So, we cut to Balk and Skull, who are yelling at their uh, at their motorcycle and saying it's always broken... Uh, and that they're mad at it, and, um... And seeing their attempts uh, at repairing it, I think I can guess why it's always broken. <laughs> because they do what you do in video games, which is just, like, put a wrench on it and twist in random directions until yep. they think it's fixed. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great much. way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, also, by the way, this is what I was saying where you could have skipped the clank scene. All you had to do is the scene with where it's like, all right, go down and hit people with love beams and then do cut to this bulk and skull thing. Yeah, the only reason that scene exists is so they can have some zany sexual harassment comedy. Yeah, well, also, they're also using to actually Jack use some Sentai of the... footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sandy some Sentai, Sentai footage. Because this is most, this is like pretty much all original material except for the, the yeah. stuff on really the I really hope that robot was female coded in the original as well. Oh, because otherwise... And it's you... not a gay panic joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at this point, yeah, Balkan Skull... The It's weird because Balkan Skull don't even see RoboCubid. She sneaks up behind them in a shot that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, because... no, she's doing a cartoon-esque, like, yeah. giggling <laughs> and sneaking thing. Yeah. Um, and she shoots her... Well... In the Sentai footage, it's a beam, and this, like, little cartoon hearts fly out of her and hit uh, Bulk and Skull, who fall in love with the motorcycle uh, and, like, fight over the motorcycle with each other, which is very funny. Uh, in a little bit of continuity nod, Skull is like, I found her first. She's mine. Uh, and 
you know, they fight for a little bit and and uh, Bulk shoves Skull off her off her the motorcycle and it's like it's mine true love and then we get like a heart uh transition a yeah a heart wipe um at this point we cut to tanya rocky and adam who say how much they need to work out before the big competition so they all look kind of sad but tanya looks miserable probably because she is stuck with rocky and adam <laughs> <laughs> Oof, yeah. She likes Adam. Yeah, she likes Adam. Yeah, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like on some level, Rocky's just insisting that they keep their trio going in spite of the fact that Tanya is not Aisha, <laughs> and it's yeah. really awkward. And at this Cause... point, Tanya's like wondering, okay, does he realize I'm not Aisha? Or... <laughs> that is a good point. What is the is the competition they're talking about? Is it the snowboarding championship thing that they mentioned, or is it, or is there another ninja competition? Like, did I, she yeah. take, Rocky's did... convinced that, that Tanya's still like Tanya's yeah, a ninja because like right. Aisha was a ninja, right? No, yeah, that, yeah. Now that lends the question: Does she think he's racist or just well, really? The, I was going to say that's the second question. Then is and if so, how bad is this? I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's a racist thing. I think it's just like I don't understand this timeline, Tanya. Like <laughs> or, we're yeah. like, like Aisha was our best friend. She formed this ninja team with us. Are you? Is that you now? I don't get how yeah, this your works. Entire, your families and your history swapped. Aren't you still a ninja? Then? That yeah, or, exactly. Or Rocky, like just anybody you put in yellow, he would just be like, "You're my best friend now." Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And histories and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he were, Rocky works. Rocky works off primary colors. That's all he can Emily see. He so sees yellow. Emily is so frustrated with us. Wait, okay. if you were going primary colors and his, you see Tommy and goes like, wait, why am I over there? Yes! <laughs> wait, yes! Why is Billy looking at me in the mirror? Absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that really got me. Okay. So Ernie is like making out with his blender. That, that was that, that was the shot that got me. It's just Ernie's actor sitting at the juice bar, just like lightly caressing the blender and like this, kissing it a little bit. This episode is dying and should not have been aired anywhere. <laughs> Folks, it is a darn good thing that Power Rangers is G-rated. Otherwise, Ernie falling in love with a blender could have ended really, oh, really badly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lieutenant Stone, Stone, Lieutenant yeah. Stone, whose whose role has been kind of reduced lately, apparently showed up to set, and they were like, "We have one thing for you to do today." You it's- don't get a line, but you are <laughs> gonna give some flowers to an arcade cabinet. Yeah. You don't get to speak today, but yeah, you're gonna fall in love with this arcade machine. Although, um, they, although I I was more interested in the fact that all these extras showed up to the shoot and they said, okay, everyone grab an appliance from the table and then just start fondling it in your seat. <laughs> like there's favorite, people like petting toasters and phones and stuff. It's Tanya has the, hilarious. Best, has the best line ever because she says, Lieutenant Stone isn't into video games. <laughs> that <laughs> is, that's the problem. <laughs> well, no, he's not into video games. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, like, she's... He's a, I mean, listen. He, he's a listen, pinball man. In, in Lieutenant Stone's defense, he may be a cop, but at least he's not a gamer. <laughs> oh, sure. Now, to by the way, to be clear, because it might sound like what I did was make a fun exaggeration, no, no like, literally... Lucas was correct. He hands flowers to an arcade machine. That is actually <laughs> what happens. Um, so yeah, they at this point, I th- 
uh, Rocky's like, okay, this is weird even for Angel Grove. Which also I a always, good line. Yeah, I always like when they're like, okay, every every second day some weird shit happens, but this is like extra weird. This is yeah. um, this is perverted on a level I did not think was possible. <laughs> Lex, yeah, uh, in the background, there's two girls like fighting over. A toaster. Or no, something? I see. That's the, it, it looked to me like it was just like a toolbox, which okay. is not a machine. Okay, <laughs> so I was is, like, "What?" <laughs> there is in this montage right after you scroll past the the people hugging toasters and shit, a lady who is running her fingers around some sort of device that I cannot see clearly enough to know what it is. In it a like way a that is case or something very, okay. very intentionally sexually loaded. It looks like a space heater. She is giving a rim job to a fucking space heater. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think that's a... Oh, gee. No, that's, um... Oh, that's one of those. That's one of those old things that, like, uh, it's an old like school projector. Oh, like each yeah, of those yeah. are slides. The, the, road, the rotary ones or whatever. It's got film. Okay, slides. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's, so what's weird to me about this scene, by the way, is that we just cut away from it. But I assumed the next, like, all right, guys, something weird is going on. I assumed they'd be like Alpha Zordon. Something weird is well, happening. They probably will because I don't think we see them again for the rest of the episode. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Alpha and Zordon do not make an appearance in this episode. No. They just see. They just just a shot of them seeing something weird, and then they're like, "Huh?" And then we don't see them. We absolutely need to move on. But right, right as the scene moves on, Adam looks over at Ernie and has this just disgusted look on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it matches um, my own. <laughs> so. uh Queen Machina and um, King Mondo are like, oh, we did a great job. Now we'll just murder all the uh, the rangers that are up at the snow at the mountain, and then the rangers will be at half strength. And uh, the way they choose to do that. It's amazing. It's <laughs> yep. the best plan ever. They send some cogs. I want to make clear, they say they're going to send cogs. We see the cogs in the next scene, and then it's not clear what they sent to the cogs to do. For literally like five minutes. Oh yeah, they they literally just go snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah. What we see are cogs wearing some sort of like jester hats, but not the ones we were talking about. No, that's what that's why I'm glad I'm here. Those are literally the hats from Johnny Tsunami that you uh, get when you when you join the the snowboard gang. The oh, urchins. awesome! That's, that's so literally good. the hat. Is the that, hat with like this pokey thing? That's where I was like, so oh my god, I, it's Johnny the, Tsunami. The and we're watching this on TV with a like actual announcer for apparently it's a snowboarding competition or whatever, right? Well, he's, yes. he's like the newscaster. He introduces these guys as the team from Northern Northern Napasa, which I li- looked up and is absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's nothing. So his his microphone says KNFC News. I don't know if they just borrowed a microphone from an actual newscaster or what. Possible. Maybe this is a newscaster. But but also a real quick detail that I loved: the first uh, cog has a snowboard that has like a gray alien on it, like yeah. the standard alien head. Which is pretty good. I just um, love that he tries to interview these cogs as they walk past. It's so stupid. And He's like, they aren't fighting anyone. They're going to the fucking ski lifts. Yeah, they're they're just cogs walking past. And also, Cat is in the foreground of this news shot, looking really concerned about yeah, these she's like, cogs. Wait, what? <laughs> it's such a the good camera shot. person. Yeah, it's so silly. Uh, and then yeah. It like we we follow Cat basically is trying to follow the cogs onto the lift. I wish this is how the episode had opened. 
no explanation, just cat <laughs> snowboarding and finds cogs at the like uh mountain, I guess? Whatever. Ski whatever the, mountain, the fuck yeah, the course. Ski like sure. and is, the resort. Yeah, yeah, and it's like trying to track him down and figure out what's going on. And like that's a cold open. Like we get no explanation ahead of time. Yeah. That's a good that's a good thing you bring up. Is so I assumed that this was someplace they were like going for the weekend because they say that when they get there. It's like, oh, you know, a, a time out with your friends. Like they went somewhere. But then this newscaster calls it Angel Grove Pines, which implies this massive mountain range covered in snow is in Angel Grove. You know, Angel Grove has a pier. It has a la- like. It's Angel got Grove it's part of the infinite park. Yeah, when you yeah. have an infinite park, when you're like existence in space is warped, you can have pretty much whatever geography you need. Right. We get one of. There's a lot of competition for most hilarious shot in this episode, but this one's a real contender. We get cogs uh, slowly going by in a in a ski lift. Well, Cat follows them slowly in the next car, and incredibly intense rock yes, music plays. I, 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 I do want to point out that I, I I stopped it at a certain frame when she's going through a crowd, and one of the extras just looks directly into the camera, <laughs> and I thought that was nice. I took yeah, a screenshot. Yeah, there's grab. tension from the fact that she can't mm-hmm. get on the one directly behind them, which is funny. Which is great because like because extras in the show aren't allowed to talk because then they'd have to get paid more. Mm-hmm. It's basically Kat just like stuck behind a crowd of people going, please let me through, please. It's a real hurry. I need to get over there. It's an emergency, please. And they're just like not moving for her. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. talking. Or um, talking or telling her no, no or anything. There's no reason that the cogs had to take the ski lift. Couldn't they have just teleported to the top of the mountain? Yeah, that, but that's, like, not that's not funny. That's not <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. we got to put Here Comes the Power again in the episode somewhere. What I I choose to believe is they just told the Cogs to go down there and wreak havoc. And this is the plan the Cogs came up with. It's just it's just like, okay, so we're going to go skiing and like fuck with the fuck with the like signage. Yes. Great. Good. Good plan, (laughs) Cogs. So what we get is. An extended sequence, and I do mean an extended sequence, of three cogs snowboarding down the mountain with Cat in pursuit on her skis. And it's hilarious the entire time, but it does just go on and on and on. I feel like the joke joke kind of makes itself, and then we have to watch some snowboarding for a while. Yeah, but it's cog snowboarding. Yeah, but the yeah. novelty of that has already worn off by the time the snowboarding starts. Oh, uh, it didn't for well, me. If, it was so funny. Needs- <laughs> I just like watching snowboarding. <laughs> if, if you need something to keep it fresh, this sequence is intercut with us going to the lodge, question mark, and Billy and Tommy. And Tommy's just got some snow on his hat that he never bothers to remove. Uh, meeting our special guest star, Heather Thompson. Yes. Uh, and she's like, huh, oh, you guys seem, you know, they, they like, they're like, oh, hey, you're Heather Thompson. And, like, they introduce themselves like, yeah, we're, we're big fans. Like, oh, big fans, are you? Well, let's go to the Widowmaker. And like, I, I don't know about that. We're still learning. And she's like, you fuckers, chicken. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, she, she, this is how she gets off. She takes like unsuspecting, not very good snowboarders and goes on thrill rides with them. <laughs> She's like, don't you want to almost die? Also, Mike, I can't fucking believe I didn't notice this snow on Tommy's head because it's insane <laughs> how much of it there is and he does not try to remove it whatsoever. <laughs> like, his whole head's covered in snow and he, it stays there the entire time. Um, yeah, there for the whole scene. Yeah. So... Then we see that, yes, the in fact, the cogs are going down the Widowmaker, 
uh, Kat sees it and is like, well, hope I don't fucking die because that's a very, <laughs> very serious possibility. Um, we get some more snowboarding. Okay, Lexi, you're right. It's too much. I still think it's funny, but it does last for it an just, extremely, yeah, it goes on too long. extremely long time. Yeah, Speaking we, we of goes on snow- too I, long, this yes, podcast. Uh, well, so in any but case... Yeah, like- we 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 get we get um eventually Heather and and Tommy and Billy get to the top of the thing and they're gonna join and again like she she can't get a thrill of doing it by herself anymore so she has to bring people with her <laughs> yeah just like last chance to back out fuckos the entire time just like all right we, here we, we go we've been snowboarding for one day miss yeah <laughs> we, we, the, <laughs> yeah the other thing about this so we see a lot of the Widowmaker and like. It's not that steep, it's just that there's a lot of fucking rocks, and it's like, it looks very dangerous. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, they do They do do a good job of making it seem genuinely dangerous. Yeah, also yeah. the cogs are very good at snowboarding, but yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. anyway. So we, we get the cogs evil plan is to remove the safety signs <laughs> at the edge of the course that keep people from going out of bounds. Yeah, which is... And- <laughs> which which is which is dangerous if someone doesn't know the course they're very likely to go off the edge but also that means that either King Mondo's plan was how here's how we're gonna kill the power Rangers we're gonna go take these signs off this thing hope they go down that which we don't know they will and then hope they're so dumb that they just go careening off a giant cliff and don't like more for teleport or use any of the 80 ways they could use to get out of it. That's my genius plan. Seeing uh, the cogs mm-hmm. in the background with the signs is really funny. I'm telling you, this was the uh, cogs idea. Right. So that, that makes me think Lexi's right, that it's actually the cogs idea, which I also love because it's like a so, fucking snidely whiplash plot. Like it's like a wagon <laughs> racers plot. So, so speaking of using superpowers, cat morphs and is actually pretty easily overwhelmed by these, by two cogs because one of them runs off with the sign oh comically God, in the that background. Shot is fucking it's, incredible. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shot like, it's it's this thing like it, it has to take off its snowboard and walk around in the thick snow, so it's just going stomp, 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 yeah, stomp. It's it's, 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 it's cat being held by a cog while another cog with a bunch of signs just walks behind her. And it's so funny. Um but yeah. And then and then Kat does she she barely escapes, but doesn't escape in time to warn all of the snowboarders about the problem because Billy and Tommy managed to stop before going off the edge. But Heather, the one person who presumably knows the course, cause she's constantly talking about how she does the Widowmaker, but whatever. Um, I guess she was expecting the sign to be there because she just goes right off the cliff. She's like a green turtle in Mario. She's just like, <laughs> she's just, she's just like no signs. Here we go. Yeah, she doesn't make any effort to stop. Yeah, and the cliffhanger of the episode is this character we've just met (laughs) and was actually kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah. she's like, ah, help me! Freeze frame end of episode (laughs) to be continued. It's like such a weird cliffhanger because it's not like we haven't had cliffhangers where people are in danger, but like. We just met her, yeah, like, that's a second just, ago. That's mm. just a lady, and she just yeah. went off a cliff. Like, it's pretty funny. 
It, it was. I mean, like, had the had you not had the commercialist set her up earlier, she would have just been a random woman they met, and now we're supposed to be concerned. It's like, oh no, that beloved character Heather. Yeah, and I, so I'll say, like, we're you guys, done. You guys don't have any empathy for people you just met. Just, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying from the show. I'm saying yeah. the perspective of the show. They're like, oh no, this person we just met. Structurally, it's very weird, and it's it's actually. So the wild thing is. Uh, the, the thing that makes thing. my heart sing, but <laughs> the one. Um, yeah, well, okay. About the episode as a whole, we spent a lot of time talking about like the first major thing that happens because, in terms of the overall arcing narrative of the show, it's a major event. But grand scheme of things, even by the metric of a Power Rangers episode, even by the metric of one part of a three-part multi-parter of a Power Rangers episode. Almost nothing actually happens. Yeah, like like this this episode is roughly like fifty percent musical montages of sports. Mm-hmm. We we talked uh we did about twenty twenty five minutes before we started, then we did like forty minutes on everything up to when the snowboard it start snowboarding started, and then the rest of the entire episode we did in like twelve because there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, and like right. I know I'm gonna get some pushback on this because I already have, but I really enjoyed watching this episode. I had a lot of fun. I actually like I found the just the hilarity of Cogs going down the mountain to be completely inherently hilarious the entire time I was watching on the bus. <laughs> Again, I was smiling the entire time. But in terms of like summarizing the episode, yeah, nothing fucking happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was funny and fun, but also you are correct. Like there there isn't Nothing happens in this episode. No, I think, it's just a setup I for the three-parter. Doing this podcast for nearly four years now has lowered y'all's standards for funny <laughs> and interesting content to a frightening degree. <laughs> we've we've been slowly brainwashed by uh by the show. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, know. I, 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 I was brainwashed like, I in like, more Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I I I. I like this episode a lot because it kind of brought me back to that nostalgia of like when everyone was so into snowboarding. I I kind of appreciated it for that. You it's know? nice like, to see the show go back to some of the like extreme sports stuff it did. It's, or a lot yeah, of it's a very yeah. remember the '90s episode if you're into that. Yes, sort of definitely, thing, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, this is an extremely only '90s kids remember episode. And I had <laughs> just so forgotten about those dumb fucking hats. So there you go. <laughs> Even um, '90 kids don't remember. That's the fucking meme I want to see. Even '90s kids don't remember. Yeah, and the then garbage, just like weird... the garbage that we've all collectively blocked out of our memory. <laughs> yes, they know they choose not to remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so what's, that's... what's the deepest, darkest thing that you can come up with? That's like that's going to make someone else go, "Oh, fuck!" Right, that. So that's the episode, which is like, yeah, like you said, the the thing is that the setup for it is like. I would as well. I haven't watched the rest of the the multi-parter, but I assume that the first like seven minutes you need the rest of it. You oh, really hold on. don't. You need about a minute thirty of the first seven minutes. How about we go ahead and stop, and then uh, we'll do questions. Every master is telling a story. You get together to have a good time and tell a shared story and some stories don't have ends and that's okay join me the moon rules at the master's studio as we go behind the screens and look into the creative process at the heart of these stories 
In fact, I will often, as a GM, let the story override the rule set. Inside the Master's Studio, an Audio Entropy original. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, Emily, unfortunately, can't uh, finish the episode with us. We had some uh, some technical difficulties, uh, but let's go ahead and um, do some uh, uh, some questions. And our first question uh, is actually for our new Canada expert, uh, Lexi. What is your Canada question? Hi, I'm I'm really sad Emily couldn't be here. She's expressed interest in learning some things about the the wonderful country. <laughs> um, yeah, it expressed okay. interest is how I would exp- is how I would describe that. Yeah, just go ahead. Back. So, okay. uh, frequent listener and I would say friend of the show, Fletcher, uh-huh. uh, reached out to me on Twitter. Okay. All right. His uh, he asks, please rank the Western Lacrosse Association teams by the latest draft class, and please grade each team by on their oh, draft. Good. And, uh, since now, you know everything about Canada, I'm sure oh, yeah, that you clearly. can do that easily. Now, I do want to point out, first of all, that is not a question. <laughs> that is an instruction. <laughs> That's fair, yes. Um, however, um, I, I will still address it because I, I appreciate him reaching uh-huh. out. Um, so, one thing any Canadian could tell you is fucking nobody knows shit about lacrosse. Um, it exists. There's people who play it, but nobody fucking <laughs> understands it. Fair enough. Okay. That's that said, I was gonna do a whole bit where I like made up some lacrosse team <laughs> names and stuff. However, I looked up the Western Lacrosse Association. Okay. And let me just read to you. Oh, the I love I love dumb sports team names. I'm so excited. Please go. <laughs> so we have the Burnaby Lake. Okay. The Coquitlam Adonis. Okay. The Langley Thunder. That one sounds like a good yes. one, sure. That one sounds like an off-brand Maple... Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> also that, yes. <laughs> the Maple Ridge Burrards. Uh, these have to be real things, right? I just don't know these words. Like, they have to be things. The Nanaimo Timberman. Okay, Timberman. Yeah, Timberman sure. is a thing, yeah. <laughs> the New Westminster... Westminster Salmon Bellies. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like an old-timey insult. It's like, I can't say, sir. You were preserving the the qualities of a salmon belly. Like that. A new... Yeah. I mean, listen, folks. I know know that the New York Knicks used to be called the Knickerbockers, but, like, they shortened the name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Mike, would you suggest calling them the Salmon or the Bellies? Bellies, definitely. (laughs) And then we end with the Victoria Shamrocks, which just feels yeah. out of place. I like the salmon bellies the most. Shamrocks Obviously. is also pretty good. Um, I just mostly there. Some of those have to be things. I just don't know what the things are. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm assuming those are words. Yeah. Uh, I just got nothing. Well, so how would you rank those? Or was that your ranking? Just in that order? Because <laughs> oh yeah, good. The salmon bellies was too low. If that was your ranking. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, no. Um. So he wanted them ranked by latest draft class and them graded on their draft okay. performance. I'm okay. Not okay. So the, your answer to the question is no. I will not do that. <laughs> well, it's not, it's a, not question. a question. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. Fair. Anyway, he he then um replied to that with another instruction, uh-huh. 
And I have to give him credit for this one because it was uh, perfectly targeted to put me into bit limbo. Uh, he says, if you please, alien rangers and villains as Canadian providence. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, Lord. <laughs> he then continues, and why is Winnipeg Hydrohog? And I need to point out that Winnipeg is a city. Oh, not a shit. <laughs> Snap. That's fucking that knowledge. However, it's an understandable mistake because Winnipeg Hydrohog, basically the same word. Yep. Very good. Perfect. Anyway, so as everyone knows, the provinces of Canada are British Columbia, New Brunswick, Ontario, Sasquatchiswang, Newfoundland and Labrador, Manitoba, New Scotland, Prince Edward's Island, or as the locals call it, Eddie's Pad, Quebec, and Al Borland. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say Al Borland? Yeah, yeah what, so not, what's, yeah, what's the Canadian problem? Have you not Al met Borland? my friend Al Borland? He's a great guy. Should I really just meet did, him sometime. Didn't know he was a province. Like, I mean, the, I mean, the, the, the benefits are terrible, but he just loves the work. Okay, great, good. There are, there are also three territories: the Northwest Territories, the even more Northwest <laughs> Territories, and everyone's favorite location in Canada. None of it. Uh-huh, yep. All right, well, I'm having none of this. So, British Columbia is the white alien ranger because she's the leader, and British Columbia is the one good Okay. Uh, New Brunswick is the black ranger because no one knows shit about <laughs> New Brunswick, and also no one knows shit about the That's black. true. We couldn't name him last time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ontario is the crabby cabby because Ontario is famous for two things, crabs okay. and cabs. Okay, good. The crab and the crab and crab the crab and cab province they call it. Uh, yeah, they do. Good. Sas- Sasquatch's wing is Eric and Merrick because those sound like the names of people who would live in Sasquatch's wing. Okay. Newfoundland and Labrador is the Yellow Ranger. You know, yellow. Okay, lab. sure. You put yeah. a lot of work into this, and that's yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would say I would say a, I take my position seriously. I would say a concerning amount of work. <laughs> Uh, Manitoba is, I mean, Lucas, Lucas is right. Uh, it's or Lucas. I'm sorry. Uh, Fletcher is right. The uh, it's the hydro hog because the people of Manitoba fucking despise water. Okay, sure. Uh, New Scotland is sea monster because as a coastal province, they have a lot of walking eyeballs. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, at this at this point, we're just letting her just say what say whatever nonsense she's got. I have got. no questions. I nope. have no questions. I have Continue. no input. Please. <laughs> Prince Edward's Island is Brick Bully. Okay. What? Well, Quebec is Brat Boy because Quebec is the biggest province and Brat Boy is the biggest bulk. Okay. Sure. All these check out. Yep. I have no evidence to convince you otherwise. So. <laughs> also, uh, also a huge brat too. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah, no, yeah, you Boom. know what? Fair. <laughs> Take that, Quebec. You just got roasted. <laughs> listen, listen, I think we could probably find Quebec natives who would agree. Yeah, <laughs> probably. That's okay, fair. I just fair didn't enough. realize this episode of Teenager's Attitude was going to turn into a Quebec diss track like we just well, made si- it. Well, Simon and Emily aren't here, so, like, I guess that's how it goes. I guess. Uh, but, yeah, okay. Do you got any more? Or is, right. Was that it? I- yeah, no, I mean, yeah, so Al Borland is oh my God. the ranger uh, because he has the biggest Richard Karn energy of the Okay. Life. The Northwest Territories are the Red Alien Ranger. He's allegedly the second in command, and that's the most second in command place you could be assigned. Okay. 
I think his name's Oroko. <laughs> uh, the Yukon Territories, or whatever the fuck the other one is, is, I don't know, Parrot Top? Okay, great. And I like none of it, so I didn't assign it anything. Because you like it, and therefore you don't want it to touch alien rangers in any way. Okay, I'm perfect. pretty sure one of those was an MMPR monster, but I whatever. <laughs> I went to the wiki for this alien rangers show, and it was listed. Okay, there you go. Oh, well, thank you very much, Lexi. I'm glad we have uh, a Canada expert uh, to answer any and all Canada questions. I take my position seriously. Please continue to send those to Lexi at Tabletop Gamera on Twitter. Or actually have... start, because as we established, none of that was a question. Well, <laughs> <Fair>. yes, actual <laughs> questions. Uh, also, at this point, I do need to apologize profusely for complaining about how long we were going on the previous. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Lexi episode. told us that she was getting upset because we spent a lot of time on things that she didn't find interesting, and then she just subjected all of us to that. So, oh yeah, I'm a huge. If we took too long, she wouldn't have gotten to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Well, we have. We'll let's do one or two regular questions. Um, from listeners, if you have a question, you can send it to us uh, on Teenagers with Attitude, the Facebook group, uh, at Teens with Tude on Twitter, or Teens with Tude at gmail.com. Jonathan uh, sends in the question If the Power Rangers, cast, present, or past or present, were on the Great Angel Grove Baking Show, who would do the best? Uh, my answer is Trini. Because they explicitly showed her, yeah. like... Yeah. she's the one who canonically can yeah. bake. Well, um, they, she's also canonically makes food that's terrible and the other rangers hate. So... It's not that she was bad at cooking. It was that she was making stuff that their unrefined palates rejected. Because listen, they've only eaten mac I don't, and I don't care how refined you are. Escargot doesn't go in a brownie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I... Listen, that's the kind of shit that baking shows love, though. <laughs> Well, who is your answer, Mike, then? Who do you think would be the oh, best baker? Mm. Uh, Rocky. I was Rocky. also going to say Rocky. I think Rocky would be the surprise winner. I think he hides the, some secret culinary talents. Well, here's, here's my thing. Rocky is very good at accidentally being incredibly good at science. That's true. And I feel like that would translate into cooking skill very well. He would mm -hmm. make something delicious. He Like, if you asked him how he did it after the fact, he'd have no idea. But he'd Or he'd have some long story about how he tried to follow the recipe and just completely fucked up and right turn. yes yeah 100 but but it would still be delicious and mm -hmm. nutritious and probably give you diarrhea later but you wouldn't know until the contest <laughs> or, was over wait no hold on i know why rockies is the best yes of all the rangers rockies the most likely to have a ratatouille <laughs> oh boy that's true yeah that is true. i can't disagree <laughs> So but, a lot of folks no. don't realize this is when when Rocky uh, you know gets hurt and has to leave the Rangers at the beginning of Turbo he moves to France and he becomes Linguini for he, Ratatouille. He, he, yeah, it turns out Rocky was just a nickname because Linguini is kind of a stupid name, but he has to use his real name uh, for work purposes when he gets to when he gets to France. I like that you phrased it, Lexi, as a Ratatouille, as if it was like this really common infliction where a rat gets in your in your hair and controls you like a robot. <laughs> is it not? I mean, I've never heard of anyone having it, but who knows? Um, I mean, just because they made the movie about the one famous. Okay, one. sure. I mean, sure. I, I just don't think you've been reading enough medical journals, Zach. That's if true. I'm being quite honest, that's my fault. So, so my 
my only answer to this is Billy would have some elaborate plan for something fancy because he's a big science man and so- cooking is just science. He did. Right? He, the cake-o-matic. He would end up, yeah, he would end up just like completely failing because like he went so far off with the assignment was supposed to be or whatever that it's not he even did make that cake machine that yeah. almost ruined the gym and juice bar. So right, there you right. go. Um, all right, fair enough. Uh, then uh, Fletcher actually responded to that and said, same question, but for Nailed It, do y'all know what Nailed It is? Oh, it's like the bad baking nope. show, right? It's Whereas Netflix. Like you... It's yeah, a Netflix yeah. show where they take people who explicitly cannot bake and try to make them uh, make like some super elaborate like art art artisan cake, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so basically, of of uh, of the crew, who would be the best at selling their shitty cake? And I think it's probably uh, Kimberly. I feel like she could sell you a bad cake. Now, my, my problem is, I think Kimberly actually probably can cook a little bit. Mm-hmm. You I know, was going to say uh, the same I thing. Would, I would say, as far as someone who couldn't cook but would be able to make it work for them anyway is probably Zach. Okay, yeah. 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 That's a really good answer. In fact, trying to sell sell an edible cake seems like a Zach. Yeah. yeah. Like, that just, mm-hmm. that feels like something he would Just yep. pure charisma be able yep. to convince you, like, no, you love this cake, even though it's terrible. Like, I could see him being, like, the MVP of the bake sale because right. he can convince people to buy the fucking fruit Because he know he did a bad job, but he can convince you otherwise. <laughs> he would absolutely be one of those reality show contestants that, due to fan demand, comes back a few times times mm-hmm. i concur i i think i think mike cracked it i i also would say zach i feel like man i miss i miss season one yeah guys. I, it's i'm i am enjoying zeo a lot but i definitely miss the like really manic energy of the first season of like we don't know what we're doing and we're just <laughs> trying to figure it out. You guys, we're doing our best. We're doing maybe, our best. Maybe, out maybe here. they really did lose something when they changed the costumes. Maybe, maybe it's, there's something about it. Well, yeah. I mean, the cast also like Zach and Kimberly, especially, I think we, we, we gave a lot of praise to when they were on, but I do miss them a lot. And yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure that there will be other actors that we really enjoy. Um, I like I like. Kat I mean, there are fine. ones now like, that, that we yeah. really enjoy. Yeah, no, I mean the crew now is fine. Yeah. There's nothing against them. I'm just I just really miss the the tone of the show. Is yeah, and I mean, and listen, like when the time comes, we're gonna miss some of our our current hitters now. Like, I mean, we, yeah, I, we already mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, we 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 already mentioned that we're gonna lose Rocky at the end of uh, at the end of Zio. Yeah, and, you like, guys, you guys get a lot of mileage out of Rocky. He's gonna yeah, be yeah. so miss. Well, it's it's gonna be a real bummer when he's gone. It's just because we were. It's just because they keep reinforcing our our view that he's a complete idiot. <laughs> it's not our fault. Like, yeah, that's. But yes, okay. Um, do we have other questions? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Cassidy asks: Given that Lupin Ranger vs. Patter Ranger has only one episode left, have you been following it, and what have you thought of it? I have not. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Mike I, kind of half answered that. Yeah, earlier. I got I got a good ways into it. I I ought to catch up. Um, I just I just haven't gotten around to it. I was enjoying it. I just um, I think what happened was is uh, I moved to a new apartment. And my life was kind of hectic for a while, and as I was putting everything back together, like, catching up on the on Super Sentai was kind of pretty low on the list of priorities for getting my shit back together. What? 
So <laughs> I just I just never got around to it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for now. Then we've we've got a couple more, but we'll we'll do some more questions next week. Like I said, if you've got a question, uh, shoot it to us um, at any of those ways I listed earlier. And until then, you should check out uh, audioentropy.com where you can find lots of other cool websites. Uh, other cool websites at <laughs> Audio Entropy. No, you can find lots of other good uh, podcasts like D Comedy that Lucas uh, hosts with this his sister. Be- Go ahead. Only other websites you can find on Audio Entropy are Twitter and YouTube, which are both terrible. Yeah, those are websites. bad websites. That's fair. <laughs> good point. Um, I mean, still follow us on them. Yes. yes. <laughs> still yes. do that. Listen, if we had a better way to deliver our content, we would, but we don't. So, <laughs> uh, Lucas, do you want to uh, pitch D Comedy real quick while you're on? Yeah, sure. Uh, D Comedy is a show where uh, me and my sister watch every Disney Channel original movie uh, one month at a time. And it gets pretty buck wild over there, guys. It's uh, it's a really fun show that we enjoy doing. I, th- I I'm trying to remember our, la- our well our last episode when this goes up should be uh, our one on Genius, which is a movie about a kid who is in college but also is in grade school. It's weird, um, but which <laughs> that was pretty fun. We also put up an episode about the Tyra Banks film Life Size, which is a lot of fun. Um, but this month, at some point this month, we're putting up, up an episode about cowbells, which I'm very excited about. So give it a check out. If it, it so check it out if it sounds like something you might be interested give, in. Give it a check out. Give Luke, it a check I, out. I have a question for you. Have you passed where you know all of them? Um. Well, we don't do them in order. So oh, like, that's right, 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 right. We, and plus, we only have like we just put up our thirtieth episode. I mean, you guys are already on almost on like two hundred and and yeah, uh, yeah. a couple more weeks. 30 episodes for a monthly show is a fucking No, no, lot. I know, but that's what I'm saying. But there's we do it monthly because there's only a little more than 100 of them. And so we'd kind that's of... That's still so I know. many. <laughs> I know, but if we... I know, but if, but if like 25% of the way... I know, through, yeah, we're wild. pretty far. You're way closer to being done with that than we are with <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I know most of them. I mean, there's some that I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen cowbells when we're watching this month but i know of it i there are some in like the late 2000s to like early 2010s where i was just like not that was not on my radar like stuff like bad hair day and frenemies and like weird stuff for that we're gonna get to at some point we've gotten into it a little bit with like zapped that we've done already uh but no i think we're but i i, I think i'm pretty familiar with most of them i, I am a, a connoisseur of the medium as sure it were. i was just curious yeah that's that's fun okay fair enough uh, Mike, you want to plug anything? Uh, I guess just my Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. I mean, again, Twitter's a terrible website, but still follow me there. Yeah. Uh, Lexi, if you want a six-minute rant that's more dumb than funny about Canada stuff, send me <laughs> send me stuff at Tabletop Gamera. Yes, yes, please do. Please send us more Canada questions. I like this bit; it's very good. Please continue to send it to us. Uh, I mean, I won't yeah. be here to listen to the answers, so go ahead, go wild. <laughs> and, yeah, if you want to follow, I don't ever plug mine, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Chinchy McChilla on Twitter, C-H-I-N-C-H-Y-M-C-C-H-I-L-L-A. I'm ashamed. Let's be real. You can just t- tweet him at Teens with Two. Well, or that. Uh, I'm you ashamed of that. I'm ashamed of my screen name, but it's too late to change it, so it's fine. Uh, so uh, yeah. Also, because because uh, she's not here because her computer went yes, all please. fucky. Uh, Emily's Twitter is at this is emeralds. Yep, 
there you go. Yeah. Uh, so follow us and you know send us questions. And uh, until then, come back for next week, the second of a three-parter. And I know we've said it before, uh, but I can't believe this was a three-parter. Uh, <laughs> so come back for that. Um, until then, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Mike. I've been Lexi. And I've been Lucas. And may the power protect you always.